Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pop Icon the Podcast. My name is David. I'm the host of Pop Icon Radio, live every Tuesday from 8 to 9 in the morning on 90.7 WKGC. We are talking pop culture, we are playing pop music, and we had a hell of a show this morning. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you guys already don't, be sure to check me out on Instagram at Pop Icon Radio. Uh, I'm really trying to get my followers up to at least like maybe 100. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, but once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm your host, David, and we have got some pop culture to talk about this week, but we are going to get started with the Billboard Hot 100 Top 10, which something unprecedented has happened. Not unprecedented, really. It's something kind of pretty normal because it happened like a couple of weeks ago. Um, but one artist has taken over pretty much all of the uh, top 10. So at number 10 this week, we have got Suburban Legends, Taylor's version, Taylor Swift. At number 9, we've got Style, Taylor's version, Taylor Swift. At number 8, we've got Snooze, SZA. At number seven, we've got Bad Blood, Taylor's version, Taylor Swift. At number six, we've got Cruel Summer, Taylor Swift. At number five, we've got Say Don't Go, uh, Taylor's version, uh, Taylor Swift. At number four, we've got Paint the Town Red, Doja Cat. At number three, we've got Slut, Taylor's version, uh, Taylor's Taylor Swift. At number two, Now That We Don't Talk, Taylor Swift. And at number one, is it over now? Uh, Taylor's version, Taylor Swift. Uh, so yeah, Taylor Swift has pretty much taken over the entirety of the Billboard Hot 100 Top 10. Uh, she just released her 1989 re-release, Taylor's version. Um, I don't know. I didn't like love that album. It was like it had some good songs on there, but it really just like Taylor Swift just prints off money because I think it sold like 1.5 million dollars, like million albums albums are like $30 I think they were all vinyls so she made how much that's crazy um so congrats to her Taylor Swift has always got something like that going on uh and we can jump right into the box office top 10 of the week I guess uh so this week we can start number 10 freelance 1.2 million at number nine we've got what happens later 1.5 million at number eight we've got after death uh two million at number seven, we've got Paw Patrol, the Mighty Movie, also two million. At number six, we've got The Exorcist Believer, two point one million. At number five, we've got Radical, two point six million. Oh my god, I was yawning. I don't even know what Radical is about. Um, at number four, we've got Priscilla, a twenty-four five million. We're definitely going to be talking about that. Uh, number three, we've got Killers of the Flower Moon, six point eight million. At number two, Taylor Swift printing off some more money, thirteen point six million. Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour. And at number one, we have got Five Nights at Freddy's, which was last week's number one as well. Uh, Josh Hutcherson is, like, starring in there. I think Matthew Lillard makes an appearance. Who knows? Uh, so, yeah, made $19 million up to $113 million total gross. That's awesome. That movie is on Peacock. So if you have Peacock, just, like, watch it on there. Um, that's great. Uh, what else have we got to talk about this week? So I guess up next we can talk about a little bit of movie news. Uh, so we've got a couple of films that are out, or not only out, but also in the process of coming out. So let's talk about uh, 
Let's talk about Terrifier 3 to start. Uh, so Terrifier 3 is an upcoming 2024 Christmas slasher film written and directed by Damien Leone. It stars Lauren Levera, David Howard Thornton, um, reprising their roles from the prior film. It's a sequel to Terrifier 2. Uh, and I am so excited for it. Uh, it has actually been released, or the release date has actually been revealed. Uh, so come to find out that... This film will be premiering next year, October 25th, uh, 2024, the week before Halloween. That's crazy. Um, so if you know me, you know that I love Terrifier. Like, I made my mom laugh by saying that Terrifier holds a place near and dear in my heart. But it really, like, does. I don't know. Like, it came around in a time where I needed, like, a change from what I had, like, seen. And it is so different from any other horror film right i mean like it's gory as fuck it's crazy i don't know like there's just something about there's something about art the clown that like terrifies me and there's something about damien leone that like i'm so intrigued with uh so that's interesting i'm so excited for that um uh, October 25th. We'll see how that goes. We've also got another upcoming flick called Damsel starring Bobby Brown. Oh, Millie Bobby Brown. My bad. Uh, so the film stars Millie Bobby Brown. It's got uh, Nick Robinson in it also. I think Angela Bassett. Um, I guess a poster was released today of it. And it's like basically just like a wall of like rocks and like a little section like cut out and like it's Millie Bobby Brown and she's in like old time like gear and she's like screaming and she needs somebody to like to save her because she's a damsel and like I read the premise listen to this premise y'all it goes a dutiful damsel agrees to marry a handsome prince only to discover it was all a trap the royal family recruited her as a sacrifice to repay an, an ancient debt she's then thrown in a cave with a fire breathing dragon having to solely rely on her wits to survive um oh it's a drag <laughs> oh really oh okay i'm so actually interested in that um so i'll definitely be checking that out that could be fun uh finally a little bit of movie news movie that is out right now we've got priscilla so priscilla is a 2023 american biographical dra drama film uh written directed and produced by sofia coppola and it is based on the 1984 memoir elvis and me by priscilla presley um it follows the life of presley and her relationship with elvis uh and i have to be honest with you whenever i first like heard that this was going to be coming out i was like oh god oh god what, what do we need this for like another fucking elvis movie we just had one like i didn't watch that other elvis film but i'm like he looked awful in it uh austin butler um this one uh, jacob lordy like he actually makes elvis like attractive i don't know um and uh, i'm curious to see how it's gonna go because uh, like i feel like it's showing like a bad side of him like i don't know like i read like a review it's like it's like a, an hour into this movie and after she's already in like a full-on relationship with like a grown-ass man elvis like she graduates high school i was like oh what are they trying to say there um so i mean obviously they're trying to say something and i don't think sofia coppola is like just doing this to like praise uh mr presley i think that she really is just trying to tell uh miss priscilla's story um so yeah that is our movie news of the week we can jump into a little bit of we got a little bit of music news coming up 
So we can get into some pop music news next. Uh, so following weeks of cryptic teasers and unsolved riddles, Dua Lipa has officially confirmed her new single, Houdini, will be arriving on November 9th. There was somewhat of an indication that Dua Lipa was close to releasing some new music after she wiped out like all of her social media profiles, her Instagram, TikTok, of all of her previous content. Um, she had also replaced her profile picture on Instagram and X, along with thumbnails for her stri uh, streaming channels uh, with similar kaleidoscope-esque images. Uh, so earlier this week, she began posting numerical riddles and video clips of her with a gold key in her mouth that led many to believe that she that the single's title uh, was a nod to Harry Houdini, um, the Hungarian American illusionist artist. Uh, so that should be fun, I guess. Why not? Uh, her last album that came out was Future Nostalgia, twenty twenty March. Uh, put out some amazing songs. Don't start now. Levitating, love again. Like it was so good. So I'm really excited to check this out. Um, sorry if there's anybody in the background because there's these two guys that are sitting out there that just keep on talking, and I can hear them sometimes, like while I'm recording this. But I'm hoping that you guys can. Uh, so up next we've got Megan Thee Stallion has earned another huge accolade in her career as her new music video for Cobra has become YouTube's uh, highest debut in 24 hours for any solo female hip hop artist this year. Uh, so the song has racked up over 2.15 million views in 24 hours, surpassing Doja Cat's Demons, which clocked in at 2.01 million. Uh, and Ice Spice's Deli, which garnered 1.85 million views. Uh, the song itself brought in 1 million streams on Spotify in 24 hours. Um, this song is the first of Megan's independent releases under her new music and entertainment company, Hot Girl Productions. Uh, the song has been the topic of conversation on social media thanks to a few choice lyrics that fans think were aimed at her ex-boyfriend, uh, his name is Partisan Fontaine. I, I always heard party, like P-A-R-D-I. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, in the explosive second verse of her new single, she recalls the moment she caught a partner cheating. Pulled up, caught him cheating, getting his dick sucked at the spot that not the same spot I'm sleeping. Ooh. I would kill somebody if I found out they were fucking in my, my like, house. I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> maybe not like literally but like maybe maybe literally who knows um let's just jump right into some more pop culture news because i don't like the like way that that story ended um up next so i guess we can talk about a little bit of pop culture news some pop culture news that kind of like pisses me off so like Shit's creek star emily hampshire apologizes for johnny depp halloween costume so apparently this woman uh, emily hampshire who was on Shit's creek and somebody named stevie she was also just recently on real housewives of new york city jenna lyons was like redoing her house um she uh, posted a picture of herself and her friend dressed up as Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and like the clothes that they were wearing like during the trial. And let me just say that that fucking pissed me off. What was the point in that? Like you're like three, like two years after the fact, like you're like trying to make like a stupid joke. Like what is going on with you girl? Um, so on Thursday, uh, November 2nd, Hampshire shared a new Instagram post this time apologizing for the costumes that she wore on Halloween. Uh, the shit's Creek star wrote, 
I want to address what is one of the most thoughtless, insensitive, and ignorant things I've ever done. For Halloween, I thought it'd be funny to address as Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. And I am deeply sorry and apologize. I am deeply sorry and ashamed for putting that something that awful into the universe. Domestic abuse is never, ever funny. These are real issues with real people, and I really regret my decision. In the future, I will do better. Do better. I am so sorry. Um, as of this writing, her apology post has nearly 30,000 likes uh, with the comments turned off. And I hope that this is a, like a teaching moment, not only for celebrities, but people that like are just like walking around. You think that that's funny? I think that that is so fucking lame. And that like makes me like look at you and the type of person that you are and be like, bitch, you're fucking lame. You're dressed up as a woman who was like abused by this like rich celebrity piece of shit alcoholic. Like you think that's funny? Fuck you. Um, I don't think that that's funny at all. It like also, like I said, it makes me like just question somebody like that. I'm like, oh, what else do you think is funny? Do you think that like... I don't know. They probably think like racism is probably funny too. They're probably like fat phobia and like homophobia, xenophobia, everything, every type of phobia is probably like hilarious to them. So that like irritated me. She apologized, but like girl, she's like, I'm pretty sure she's lick bit. So like you should fucking know better. Um, but on to uh, more news. Uh, so, like, let's get into some, like, wild pop culture news. So, twin dancing duo, uh, the Lay Twins, they have been Beehive fan favorites for years, uh, going on tour after tour with Beyonce. Um, however, one of the brothers is currently under fire for some really out-of-pocket allegations. Uh, so, over the weekend, a TikTok user by the name of Lil Curvy posted a video accusing one of the twins of fathering an outrageous number of children. Um, so the identical twin brothers, Laurent and Larry Bourgeois, are both under fire on social media following the claims, even though there is no real proof to back up the rumor that one of them has 37 children. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Uh, so following the video and allegations going viral, Laurent took to social media to address the claims, saying that he wants to see all of these babies that he supposedly has. Um, give me the baby mama's names. Give me everything. Where are they at? He asked in a video. What are you guys talking about? I want to see the babies. I want to see the babies. I want to see what they look like. They might look so beautiful. <laughs> what? Uh, so in addition to calling out how absurd it would be to actually follow that many children, he went over to a weird point about how he hopes some of his children are Asian so he can get a little samurai. Oh, my God. What are you talking about? He goes, but please, I need you guys to understand. First of all, let's do 10 babies. That's a lot. 37? I just hope in 37 babies there's some Chinese or Japanese because I really love Asians. He continued. So, like, if I have a little samurai, that would be amazing. That's my wish. That's my dream. Oh, my God. What is going on with this guy? That's crazy. Um, um, as pointed out by one ex-user or Twitter user, uh, both Larry and Laurent have publicly said that they each only have one child. Uh, Laurent is parent to his daughter, Melina, while his twin is the father to a daughter, Lilo. Uh, so, yeah. Um, still, social media is, like, blowing up with those allegations. And that is just, like, wild to me. Um what do you guys think? Do you think he has 37 children? I don't know. Maybe not. Um, to get into some more pop culture news, we can talk about. So Daniel Radcliffe is spotlighting Harry Potter's stunt uh, double that was paralyzed in a terrible accident in a new trailer. Um, so David Holmes, The Boy Who Lived, is on Max on November 15th. 
uh, Daniel Radcliffe is sharing the story of the man who helped him fly as Harry Potter. So uh, this past Wednesday, HBO debuted the trailer for the documentary, David Holmes, A Boy Who Lived, about David Holmes, uh, Radcliffe's stunt double from the Harry Potter films. Holmes was a teenage uh, gymnast when he began working in stunts on the Harry Potter movies and met Radcliffe as a child. Uh, he worked on each of the eight Harry Potter movies, but an onset accident while making 2010's Deathly Hallows Part 1 left Holmes paralyzed. Oh, wow, I didn't realize that. Um, the trailer opens with Holmes, who has used a wheelchair since the accident, reminiscing about working as a stunt devil. Uh, clips from the years show how the affected the experience has affected Holmes. Uh, this terrible thing happened to Dave, but I don't want to talk about it as if his life is a tragedy, Radcliffe says in the trailer. The way his life has affected the lives of people around him means that this is the furthest thing from that imaginable. Um, Holmes calls Radcliffe's lead stunt double the best job in the world during the trailer, and Radcliffe adds that Holmes seems like a cool older brother during the productions. Um, so, wow, that's actually, like, making me, like, kind of emotional, like, to look at, because I'm, like, he really, like, did that for him. And I actually, I had saw something about that, but I actually, my friend Karen actually came in here to talk to me about it today, um, asked me if I had seen, like, the trailer for it. And I was like, no, I haven't seen the trailer for it. I heard that it was, like, coming out, though. And she was like, yeah, we should talk about it. I was like, yeah. So, possibly next week she's going to come on to Pop Icon, and we're going to talk maybe a little bit of Pop Icon, a little bit of pop culture news, um, and maybe talk about a little bit of Harry Potter news. We'll see. But I don't know. There's just something, like, very, like, emotional to me, the fact that he, like, did that for him. He was his son double for years, and now he's, like, owing it to him, like, oh, like, I need to, like, show this guy for, like, who he is. He he was, like, a background star for all of the movies, obviously. But, like, something really bad happened to him. And I, like, want to, sh- like, highlight him for the person that he is. Like, that's adm- that's something um, to admire from Daniel Radcliffe. So, I appreciate that. Daniel Radcliffe, you seem like a good guy. Um, and we'll definitely be streaming that uh, documentary on November 15th. Oh, I got like emotional, like reading about that. Sorry, I had to take like a second. Um, so <laughs> I guess we can leave like that little bit of like kind of like heartwarming kind of news. Um, to jump into some real hip hop drama going on right now. DJ Academics cries during live stream after Saucy Santana threatens to penetrate him. <laughs> Oh yeah, we're taking things in a totally different direction. Um, so the controversial rapper uh, or the controversial podcaster initially called Santana a gay slur and threatened to spit in his face. Uh, so amid a heated exchange between DJ Academics and Saucy Santana this week, the controversial personality has gone emotional over his issues with the Ligbit community and having to censor his opinions on it. Oh, God, here we go. Uh, The podcaster broke out in tears during his recent live stream after a series of videos where he called Santana a botty boy and and a cocksucker. Ooh. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Which I guess prompted, uh, this slander prompted Saucy Santana to request a street fight from him and threatened to, uh, can I say this? Fuck him in his ass. Jesus Christ. Uh, so those of you that don't know, like, Batty Boy is, like, something that, like, Jamaicans say about, like, it's, like, a slur about gay people. Um, I know. I know a couple of Jamaicans. have definitely been called a Batty Boy before. Um, cocksucker. I don't think cocksucker is even, like, a slur anymore. I think that's just, like, it's just, like inoffensive like term um there's like a lot of drama this week during BravoCon, which i'll talk about later with crystal and the word cocksucker so um so 
Back to the Saucy Santana academics drama. Um, amid his spill, the New Jersey native began to cry as he explained how beefing with Santana was triggering his past and moving him to believe he'd get canceled and labeled a homophobe if he said the wrong thing. <laughs> he goes, it brings me back to a hateful part of my life that I really try to get past. I'm really not trying to get canceled to fuck up what we got going on. I'm never trying to get canceled saying the wrong thing. I know what we got going on. I love it. I'm not trying to get canceled. <laughs> but this shit does bother me. Put it like this. With everything we talked about, I've never cared about. I don't care what rapper got at me, bro. Ever. Really. There's certain shit I don't really fuck with my life that I will never do. He's afraid of, like, calling Santana, like, the F word and, like, being canceled because of that. I don't think academics understands there's not a gay person around that, like, is gives a shit about him or his fucking opinion. Like... Um, I guess what happened with like to start it all off, he goes, well, no, let me speak about what he says. He goes, he goes, but I'm in America. I just got to sit here and just act like I don't fuck with certain shit. I don't like it. Just please. I hate certain shit to the soul of me. I'm only pretending because if I say what I want to say, I'll never be here for y'all, but I don't want to be that person. Just say the fucking word. You fucking loser. You fucking big old doofy face dork. I'll bust you and your shit. Um, so yeah, this whole thing started with academics criticism of the city girl, specifically young Miami. Um, the podcaster uh, called out Miami in an interview for black TV for being hypocritical as she uses gay slurs with straight men and her bestie Santana is a gay man. Um, in response, a material girl artist said academics, you keep talking about what the fuck Carisha said to you, but how she feel about you is how she feel about you. BB and her best friend and ain't fucking got nothing to do with me. Uh, in the hood and in a lot of urban cultures, when you see boys that are acting feminine, that are being messy, that are being extra and doing bleep bleep, that's what you address them as. The 30-year-old uh, went on to say, even as me being a gay man, I don't move like a bleep. And it's a lot of other gay boys that are feminine weather, but everybody don't move like bleeps. You move like a bleep. And I'm like, ooh, he does like move like a bleep. <laughs> um so yeah that's like funny to like talk about i love whenever straight guys are like so scared that like a gay guy is gonna beat the shit out of them there's a couple of straight guys i don't mind studying on though um let's get into some more pop culture news so what in the freaking girls night out is going on um apparently taylor swift has a night out with selena gomez sophie turner Brittany mahomes Gigi hadid cara levine delavine it's crazy. So Taylor Swift and the girls are all stepping out. The singer, who was 33, headed out to dinner with Selena Gomez, Sophie Turner, Gigi Hadid, Cara Delevingne, and their new friend, Brittany Mahomes, in New York City this past Saturday. Um, Swift smiled as she linked arms with Gomez and held Mahomes' hand while Turner and Hadid walked close behind. The restaurant even reposted a video on their Instagram story later in the evening showing the group as they left the video amid a group of onlookers. Um, the Blank Space singer, who is currently dating Travis Kelsey, wore a black top and a gray-checked miniskirt with black thigh-high boots and a crock and... whatever. And a bag. And that was it. And she looked fucking, she looked fucking cunt. Uh, congratulations to Taylor Swift for doing her damn thing. Um, I guess that's what you do when you're in like Hollywood. You just get like your like fiercest like girls together, and you just go out there and you like stun on bitches. You all like have a different look too. There's no like cohesion going on here. You're all just like, let me just like put on like a jumpsuit with like a fucking peacoat. I don't know. Weird. And then there's Gigi Hadid who's just like in a black hoodie. 
I love that for her. Um, I guess we can get to our final little bit of pop culture news this week. So this week was the 2023 BravoCon, um, and it was a doozy. I hopefully will have some tea to spill with you guys here um, the next week. I'm trying to get my brother to come on the podcast for like a special episode because he just actually randomly showed up there at fucking BravoCon. He went, He was in Vegas. It was held in Vegas for three days over this past weekend, Friday through Sunday. And he was in Vegas at the same time. And he was like, fuck it. I might as well just go, like, check it out. And he did. He saw, like, the Shade Assassins on Sunday night. I need to get some photos from him. I need to get some videos from him. Um, hopefully he'll come on and do, like, an episode of the pod. We'll see how that goes. But there was a lot going on at BravoCon this week. I mean, Sonya, I watched a panel, Sonya Morgan reveals she slept in bed with Paul Nassif. I'm like, Adrian's husband? When? Uh, when was that? That's so weird. I don't know very odd uh there was like a very funny moment with Bryn from the real housewives of new york city like the reboot that they did um where she was like going down an escalator her shoe actually got caught in the escalator and it like the imagery was like very much like wicked witch of the west um so funny like from uh, wizard of oz like which gets the house like put on her um I was cracking up about that i was happy to see the new york girls there they all looked amazing one thing I just have to say, though, that I'd, like, notice here a lot with some of these girls here that were at BravoCon, what is this, What is this like, diaper look that they were, like, doing? It was, like, white shirt and then, like, a diaper under. I don't know. Very odd. Aaron did it from The Real Housewives of New York City. Um, who else did it? Paige. Paige DeSorbo from Summer House is probably the most irritating bitch ever. She's, like, irritating can't stand her uh, but she did it too i was like what is she wearing ew um i saw the real housewives of dubai panel that looked really good it seems like lisa milan is on like a island by herself this season and that makes me really sad because she's like always one of my favorites um but her and chanel i guess are not like not friends right now uh there was a little bit of romance i guess going on there captain jason from below deck he's so fucking hot apparently he he was caught canoodling with Lala Kent, and then also he was, like, looking for the Countess. So he's, like, banging both Lala and the Countess. So thumbs up to him. He did what he had to do. Uh, let's see. There was a little bit of drama. What drama was going on there? Oh, yeah, the Pump Rules drama. Apparently Ariana was pissed because Sheena went to sandoval's like hotel suite or went to the same party as him or something, and I was like, get over it. So... We'll see how that goes. They put out a couple of like teasers for this coming season of Vanderpump Rules, Real Housewives, things like that. Vanderpump Rules, like Ariana screaming at Tom Sandoval. She's like, you killed my dog. I'm like, what do you mean she ki who, he killed the dog? What do you mean? Did he really kill the dog or did it was like an accident? Or like, is she like saying like, because he was reckless with his affair? If she says it's because he was reckless in his affair with Raquel and that's why like the dog died, I'd be like, shut up. Shut up, Ariana. I'm already, like, not really on her side anymore. I never really was. I'm, like, definitely much more Team Raquel at this point, especially. I was originally, I felt, I was like, well, that's fucked up at first. But then I was like, Raquel's, like, a person. People are, like, they need to leave her alone. And she's just, like, stepped away. I, like, I want her, I mean, I want her back on TV. Like, I want to hear what happened from her perspective. Like, we feel like, I feel like I've gotten, like, a little bit of it, but, like, I feel like now she's had some more time to kind of like think about things and maybe she can put something out there. Who knows? Maybe a podcast. Um, and I guess, is there any other BravoCon news? I don't know. We'll see. I'll hopefully get my brother on here and he'll be able to tell me a couple of stories 
Uh, but I think this is probably where we're going to end things this week. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter show. Uh, next week, I'm going to be on here with my friend DJ Karen uh, that I go to school with here. So that should be a really exciting time. Um, hopefully have my brother on. And uh, if you guys already don't, be sure to check me out on Instagram at Pop Icon Radio. Uh, try to get to 100 followers. So it would be really nice if you guys could help me out with that. Um, but until next time, bye. Bye. <laughs>